welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope to check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, we're following up on uh, Psalm 40, 1 through 11, and uh, we usually record this on uh, Monday, but uh, today we're recording it right after Sunday's service, so <clears throat> probably be short because we want to eat some lunch. That's right. Maybe. We're hungry. <laughs> we're savages. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So well, let's just get right into this. Um, we didn't even get to a lot of the psalm this morning. Um, there was just there was just so much, and I I stopped at the music part because uh, I just think that's really powerful, and we don't talk much about that. And so um, I thought we would do something a little bit different here, and and the three of us will share a little bit about. Um, what the psalms uh, or music, um, how it's spoken to us and how it's shaped us and brought us to where we are. Um, since I brought the idea up, I'll, I'll start and give you some hints here. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I went to a small country church, and amazingly, we had people at that church. Um, I mean, we brought outside uh, speakers and, and, and musicians in. Uh, that were just amazing. We weren't afraid to ask for for big names. And uh, uh, so early on in my life, music, there were some musicians that just really spoke to me. And uh, I wanted to do that. Um, I wanted to somehow be a church musician or um, get into that world. And and then I was the church pianist for several years from junior high through my high school years. So uh, I had kind of an early um, introduction to the world of, uh, of Christian music, at least um, traditional music back then. And it just spoke to me in a much deeper way than anything else. Um, I don't know if it's the way my brain is wired or the way everybody's brain is wired, but it just um, – and, and I, wanted to, I wanted to share Christ somehow – through that medium. Um, but the courage went away when I realized what you did as a music major. You didn't just learn about it. You had to perform, and I wasn't into performance. And so I, I, I left that field very quickly <clears throat> and just used it as a hobby. Um, it still um, is, is very instrumental to me. Um, and it, um, it actually, when I preach... Um, the music of the morning helps me. It prepares my spirit <laughs> as as I get ready to preach. Not that I'm not prepared already, but for that very service, for that particular service, the music um, still just just speaks to me greatly. So, um, so that's my that's my story. I don't know how either one of you how it affected your choice to go into this or. Isaac, were you a music major, or were? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You weren't afraid of that performance thing. No. You weren't intimidated no. like I was. Mm-mm. No. Uh, I. Sorry, Randy. It looked like you might have been. I'm, no, something. just go right ahead and jump in. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, 
Well, give me a give me a give me a question to okay, okay. to, to um, hop around here. <laughs> um, how did um, how did you decide that you wanted to do uh, m- professional music in the church? Let's say, uh, and and how has I mean, wh- when you were growing up, did music mm-hmm. speak to you loudly in the church? Or was it when you got older? Yeah, no, I think. I mean, I think it's a little, a little of all of those things. Okay. Um, I, you know, I think music is one of those, one of those things that uh, because it's a, a an art form, I think it has some uniqueness to it, uh-huh. other than just what we would you know walk around and call regular kinds of interactions. Sure. You know, I, sure. I mean that's. I don't mean to make it sound like sitting and talking to someone is somehow less um, less beautiful than mm-hmm. you know a piece of music, but it's it's different, and I think it's uniqueness uh, both in comparison to just what we do every day mm-hmm. um, in speaking with each other, and it's uniqueness from other forms of artistic communication, whether it's the visual or whether it's um, uh, other kinds of um, you know tactile sculpture or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, those things um, I, I think there's a uniqueness to it that um, uh, that really only humans I think can identify with in in ways that other parts of uh, God's creation can't and so I think there's a, a specialness to that um, but I also think that it really helps uh, mitigate um, uh, a lot of the problems that we have as humans where we tend to want to um, use one of our senses to, to dominate all of the others. And when it comes to music, music is something that uh, really tries to help all of those play well together yeah, uh, in good. some ways that, that. It, uh, it, it, it breaks the, um, it breaks the dual thinking uh, problem that we have mm-hmm. a lot. We're going, well, we can only be rational or we can only be um, emotional. We can't, you know, we, we're one or the other. Uh, you have to speak rationally about this or no, that's completely uh, improper. You need to be, you need to feel this. And what music does is I think it offers a third way that says, no, both of these things uh, work together, but not not in the way that they work alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so music as a, um, as like a human experience, I think is just, um, it, it's fascinating, um, uh, from all angles, not just from a, Oh, did this make me feel good? Mm-hmm. Sure. There's a, there's an angle of that or, Oh, does this make sense? And does it hold together? Well, sure. Yes, it does that too. But there's, there's something that transcends, uh, both of those experiences, uh, into something that, um, really I think can only be described as, um, a part of, part of God, really. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. music is That's God, but, uh, but there's, there it really is the only thing that, um, that does that mm. in that way. Um, I'm being really obtuse about it here, but that's because that's what it is. It to, is. Yeah. To speak about music is, um, already, you're already taking it down mm. a few notches. Right. Honestly. Right. Um, so for me, that's fascinating. I'm a person who enjoys insight, enjoys being fascinated by those mm. things coming together like that. And um, so music is a natural, a natural curiosity yeah. um, in yeah. that sense. 
Uh, and I think music and service of the church um, is a kind of a subset of that. It's a unique situation where um, <clears throat> not everyone comes to church to uh, be influenced by music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true. Uh, so you have a you have a kind of a, a weird charge uh, mm-hmm. on you to say both people who are coming and expecting music to do very specific things and people who are coming and expecting music to do nothing yeah. uh, for them. And so there's this wide variety um, of people. And when you do church music, you have that wide variety. Mm-hmm. That's who you have. You're, right. not, you're not writing for... Um, you know, pop radio, you're not writing for a specific group of musicians uh, to this, you know, that right. is performed for them. You're writing this for um, a big, uh, a big chunk of people. Mm-hmm. And um, there, there's something that's really challenging about that and uh, something that, you know, when it works, it works well. And, and when it doesn't work, it doesn't work well. I mean, it's like anything else, but mm-hmm. um so uh, all of that to say, um, I think music has a very unique place in um, the human experience. I think it has a unique place in the worship uh, experience of the church. And um, for me, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. I think music is a great expression of, uh, of uh, expressing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, I don't have much music background. I played in the high school band, junior high, high school band. That was that was about it. So there's not much music background beyond that. And I joke with folks that I used to go to the Methodist church on Sunday morning, but I go to the Baptist church on Sunday night because they sang so much better. And musically, it wasn't different, but the energy level was different. And that's really a hard thing to describe, I think, is energy. Uh, but um, I've... Um, Good people, given the very best they have, have played piano or organ in churches for years and years and years. And so I don't want to demean that in Mm -hmm, any way. mm -hmm. But there are some times when you're in places and there's something special about what they bring. And I've preached in enough churches where I went in and preached and left or preached for three days and left to know that the music often set the tone for the rest of the evening or music often sets the tone for worship. And so my my appreciation and, 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 and value of music and the message it brings. For those folks who are not necessary, necessarily lineal learners, and I'm a lineal preacher and I recognize that, and so I have to work somehow to, to break out of that. But the sound of and the rhythm of the music with the words will oftentimes stick with folks far beyond what anything I could oh, ever yeah. say. Um, and so uh, my deep appreciation, that's the, the song that, uh, well, we just talked about it, the song that f- closed worship this morning at 1030, the How last words of singing? that song. I mean, I just, that just caught my spirit. You know? I know I am loved by the king and uh, that is makes why, my heart want to sing. Yeah. And, and that's what it is uh, for me. I mean, it's... Right. Um, and there's nothing, there is nothing about that that is... Um, that is specifically, wow, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like there's nothing special about we know that, that line. Already. It's a, it's a it's a, a pretty it's a pretty common rhyme. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not, you know, I mean, from a construction standpoint, yeah, it's fine, mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, 
you know, as words strung together. Yeah. Um, and even as a melody by itself, you know, simple melody, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing uh, to go. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Uh, but there is something about the two of those things uh, brought together. There's something about uh, the church singing that together as mm-hmm. opposed to just myself or just right. hearing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things that we can't quite, um, we can't. Uh, we can't lean on either of those, um, either the, uh, the the rational or intellectual side. We can't lean on the emotional side for that either. Like these two sides become null and void mm-hmm. in that kind of an experience. You know, for the people who want everything to make sense, uh, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. For the people who want it to make them feel a certain way, they might not have control over how that makes <laughs> them feel or how it makes other people feel, you know, like there's no currency within that emotional sphere when it comes to things like this. And so we're left with this. What is this? Yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> See, I, when, yeah. when we're given it, when the song is either given for the glory of God or it, it could be even secular songs sung for the glory of God, that Holy Spirit presence makes a difference in that. Somebody was talking to me between services this morning, and they had walked in. Uh, They were coming to the 1030 service, and they walked in, and they said, there is an energy in this place this morning. There Mm -hmm. is a a life in this place this morning, just in the atrium. Uh, We had uh, probably five or six little kids, and finally a couple mothers sat down with them, and they were having a little donut picnic (laughs) in the middle of the atrium this morning. That's so cute. It was just like folks wanted to stand and folks wanted to just visit for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, in terms of of the whole whole piece of ministry, music is just, you know, and it it is because it's scriptural. Yeah. God references singing god references musical instruments in the scriptures and it's just a piece it's not the set aside not necessarily the only piece but it is a piece of it and when god gets into it it just makes such a huge huge difference i think in in the sense of what's going on uh, especially when you can um, not not every time that i have planned um, scriptures and music and confessions and all of those pieces together with great threads i thought running through them (laughs) that people get it Uh, but when that happens it helps to reinforce everything that's going on absolutely whether it's the first song we sang in the first two services whether it was uh uh the song that uh, we closed out 10 30 service with there was just string or that we opened the forgiven song uh, I heard somebody behind me singing that this morning said, I love that forgiven song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, you know, that that's carrying that message about God's grace, love, and forgiveness in a way that nothing else may have carried it for them. And sometimes it's just in the moment that they're in. Sometimes you can hear it the next time and it won't, won't say anything to you. But it's just sometimes it's in the moment you're in, the spirit that you're in, the place you're in in life, when I think sometimes mm-hmm. music. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's because I, I think the, the nature of music ex- itself is it's there and it's gone. Um, yeah. We don't, uh, we don't really get the best sense of that in 21st century North America because we've capt- we think we've captured it on a recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we see that as a replacement uh, for music, and it's not. It's a it's a snapshot of a performance at a specific time that really has been 
you know, incredibly engineered and mm-hmm. artfully, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it's a bad thing. Um, but up until the beginning of the 20th century, when that became kind of a mainstream uh, item, I mean, music lived when it was performed and that was it. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it came and it went. It was very much, um, you know, when the Bible talks about the spirit mm-hmm. or the breath coming and going, blowing mm-hmm. like the wind, that is, that was, that will be mm-hmm. uh, music. It is a thing that is enacted, it's shared, and then it, it goes away. It You're literally creating it from nothing. I mean, it is the most... Um, one of the most creative activities because there's nothing there to begin with. And then there's something and then it's gone. And all you have is your memory of it. So, you know, does it do something for you in the moment? Maybe does it do something in your memory? Perhaps. Um, But it's not a, uh, it's not something that we can, uh, that we have such a tight experiential control over. And that's what's I think beautiful uh, about it. in, in so many ways is that, it's here and it's gone. Right. You know, that's, um, that's how it works. Right. I, I, didn't, I didn't get to this in all of the services. I, I, I needed to uh, cut my sermon and I cut different things out every service. Um, I mean, why we use worship in, why we use music in worship. And, um, you know, there, there are churches out there that don't believe in using that um i can't imagine and and it's not just what i don't think it's just what i've grown up with and have had forever but um as everybody has said here music speaks in a way that nothing else can um and and we we preached i preached from the psalms this morning and so many songs that we sing come from the book of psalms um and uh, of course um, lots of other scripture too, but I mean, as you read through the book of Psalms, <laughs> I can't keep myself from humming the song that I know <laughs> as we as we go through those uh, those Psalms. And um, uh, we at at Calvary don't put hymnals uh, in the chairs anymore. But if you are a hymnal kind of person, you can go to the back of the hymnal and find the Psalter. Um, um, which is a collection of psalms that we can read um, responsively. And and you can also go through a, a, a scripture index and look at um, uh, saw hymns that uh, are written um, based upon a particular psalm or verse. Um, and it's, it's just, for me, it just, um, it's beyond words. I can't quite explain it. Um, well, it's just a gift. It it's a gift. gift from God that he it gives is. us in his presence to draw us into his presence, maybe to keep us there for a little while, maybe to, 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 to help us to linger long enough so we might catch it, or we might get it, or we might hit a, hit a stride of transformation in there someplace. About, um, there's some gifted, gifted, gifted songwriters. I don't care whether they're in the hymnal, whether they're in the gospel field, whether they're in the contemporary field or the praise and worship field or whatever other 50,000 fields are out yeah. there. You know, uh, man, there's, some, there's some folks that have come under what I call anointing of the Holy Spirit to write some of those songs and bring us to a place of holy ground worship, which again, almost needs to be explained, but um, 
you know, when you almost can reach out and touch the presence of God or you can yeah. sense God so powerfully strong. And it doesn't happen every week. If it happened every week, I don't know if we would, we might become dulled to that, to those special moments in time. But yeah. Well, and like Isaac said, there's also learning that happens. There's the intellectual side that happens through music. So it's it's pretty cool. So I, I, I think just in the last few years, I've grown to just be so grateful to God. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. th- there are some some historically songs of the church that have terrible theology in them, <laughs> and those drive <laughs> me just a bit right nuts. Yeah. Sure, yep. But uh, we continue to <laughs> sing them, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know I I try not to pass judgment on somebody else's walk if it's meaningful to them, but. And the two of you are saying, Debbie, don't say, don't mention that hymn. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, there's, there's some. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I like Wesley's hymns. Um, good theology. Because there's some good theology in those yeah. hymns, and they wrote them for that, not just for the purpose of singing. Right. But for Teaching. another means yeah. to teach theology mm-hmm. when they weren't around and mm-hmm. to leave something behind when they went back to England after they were here. Um, and so, uh, yeah. Yeah, the you know the lyric is a I mean it's one section of uh, the intellectual part of it. Although I think it's it's just as uh, emotional or, um, I, I mean the way that a lyric flows together uh, sometimes doesn't have anything to do with rational thought. Yeah. It's just the way that it mm-hmm. the way that it works, yeah. the way that it feels uh, as you say it and sing it. Um, but you know, just the the sounds themselves are an incredibly rational activity, mm-hmm. uh, very scientifically complex, mm-hmm. uh, repeatable situation that happens in music. So music isn't something that's just a uh, a novelty, something to make us. There, there's a lot. There's a lot going on underneath the hood that has. Uh, when we study music, we. Um, <laughs> You know, we learn more about the universe. Sure. Um, it's an incredibly mathematical enterprise um, uh, that is still beautiful. You know, no. it's not a, yeah. it's not, uh, it's not one or the other. Um, uh, and, and when you combine all of that with, uh, I think a good, uh, a good lyric that wants to do the same, that wants to be uh, rationally consistent, uh, but also understands that. Part of that rationalism is the totality of who we are as humans, which we're multifaceted um, creatures. We, you know, we can add. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we can also uh, intuit what's coming as well. And so, the, you know, I think music does a good job of bringing out those connections together. And certainly, you know, research is, um, has shown that to be shown that'd be true um mm-hmm. which is why i think music programs in schools are incredibly important they are, um, they, yeah. they help people uh think and become better students they do uh, not just you know a great I mean, concert at the end of the year mm. <laughs> <laughs> the mileage does vary on that i think yeah. <laughs> lot, but yeah yeah awesome i think that's good i hear music I hear is. music. There, you, there it is. Yep, <laughs> coming up underneath as it is, and uh, we're glad that you've all uh, joined us today. And uh, if you have any questions or uh, comments, we'd love to uh, hear those and respond to those. You can find us on 
uh, Facebook on that post or uh, website, email, however you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, you can do that. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll be back next week um, with a deeper dive uh, into... Um, oh, it was on the tip of my tongue and, and now I lost it. Uh, Michael Pitzer is going to be talking about uh, Jesus' uh, phrase, peace be still, and calming the storm. And so we will uh, talk a little bit more about that next week. So until then, grace and peace. Peace.